Well, I can tell you that your husband really does love you a lot. And you're definitely all about family. You want to spend as much time as you possibly can with family. I see people have offered you um, things or endorsements. I've heard it from the grapevine. I'm much more in demand than you are. I see by all your endorsements. Yeah, maybe. my endorsement is my family. I give my time to you don't my have family. And you've turned it down because you choose to be with your family instead. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen such a setup in my life. Endorsements. That's not a word you use every day. Like, mm, at this point, I'm embarrassed for Jennifer. How old is your youngest? Nine. Nine. You're waiting for her to just get a little older. Okay. Because that's when all the endorsements really start coming your way. Did Jennifer speak to you before this? Margaret, really? Maybe you had a conversation before you came in here and like, about that what? was addressed. I'm just saying it felt obvious to me. Obvious, I barely know her. How would she yeah. know about the whole endorsement uh, She's thing? a psychic, it said it in the cup, Jackie. I, I actually read the word endorsement. It was in the cup, it was spelled out for her. Black. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi Mariana, happy Easter. Happy Easter, Dudlink. How was the Easter show yesterday? So fun. So listeners, we're recording a day late because I went to the Easter show, which is like our version of a state fair. So there was lots of like fair food, dog shows. Dog show? Well, they had, they <laughs> I put it up on my Instagram story at this like they have like, it's like a, oh God, how do I explain this? I think there's this charity mm. of like wayward youth mm. and <laughs> they have like a. <laughs> Not the wayward youth, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wayward youth. And they give each of them like an adopted dog and it's their like job to train the dog and that sort of gives them purpose and it's, you know, it gives the dog purpose. And then they do like little ninja warrior, like <laughs> obstacle courses for the dog. That's so cute. And it's all about like. Yeah, giving them purpose, giving the dogs purpose. Do they keep this dog or does the dog have to go back to La Pound? No, they keep the dog because I think they all sort of live in like a home together. A communal space with the youths and the Yeah. Youth. I love saying like youths. A, <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny. It's a charity for wayward dogs and wayward youths. I love this. And then so like they're not trained properly dogs so they were just refusing to jump through the hoops and like it was so cute oh adorable oh so so fun such a good day but um the best part about the easter show is the show bags right the ridiculously overpriced show bags yes i got a nutella cooler filled with like nutella and i got like a a men's style which was just a nice bag and inside of it was like cologne samples and like mayonnaise and okay what cologne <laughs> protein bars and all that mayonnaise. crap they've given up mariana they're not as good as they used to be oh. they just throw any i got laundry detergent in my bag and i'm like what <laughs> was there any like i'm obsessed with the squishmallows was there any squishmallow show bags Oh, there was heaps of them. I didn't, oh, I didn't partake. I love a Squishmallow. Where do you buy the Squishmallows, people? They're always out of stock. Go to the Easter show. Fuck. Uh, they're probably like tray overpriced. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Like how much are I, the I show bags now? Like 30 bucks. Oh, that's all right. Yeah. Everywhere was like I, I ate a lot of food. I got like a skewer of like chalk dip strawberries mm. and that was like $9. <gasps> oh, And then, then she had the audacity to be like, oh, it's a 50 cent surcharge for tapping on 
for not paying cash. And I was like, bitch, it's 2023. No one's paying cash. No one's paid cash since the 80s, people. What's going on? I had to say, yeah, all right, because they had me in a chokehold. I'm not going to go line up at an ATM for an hour. Which you're still, you're paying like $2.50 or whatever to take the cash out. In this economy, I swear. Oh, honestly. Honestly. (laughs) It's not like you're going to a fancy pants event. I mean, there's live cattle there. It smells like poop. (laughs) I know. So, I mean, if we're in Povoville, fuck. Yeah. This is what the poor people do. We go to the Easter show. We don't go to fancy pants restaurants with your 50 cent surcharge. I know. <laughs> well, I don't do anything fun like that. So I've just been watching all the Bravo. And I also listened to Sheena Shea's podcast that she did straight after, same day after she came out of the court. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was great. So now that we um, are recording a day later, we can talk about the Vanderpump, but I swear to God, the tea for me is yet to be in the episodes. It's in the YouTube shows and podcast episodes of the cast talking Uh about what happened in the background of these episodes that we don't really see. Yeah. In the episodes airing at the moment, I'm not that enthralled. No, me either. um, Sorry, no, Schwartz on Watch What Happens Live. Jesus Christ. Well, you, you tell me your thoughts, my love. It seemed like he was trying to do damage control, but was so bad at it, everything he said made it all worse. Even Andy said, I'll give you pointers later. I didn't watch it, but Katie, his ex, there was some article that said oh, something about he needs like damage, like a PR training or damage control training or something. So I feel like all my sizzles is just one big sizzle topic on Sheena and Lala on the podcast talking post TRO dismissal. Let's talk about it up front. Okay. So Sheena spoke about that night in New York. She said Mm -hmm. Rachel grabbed her wrist and that's when she pushed Rachel off her, which is fair enough. Like you're freaking out and very angry at someone and they grab your wrist. Oh, I hate that. Don't be grabbing my wrist. And apparently when she pushed Rachel, Rachel banged on the wall. So there was that, but obviously she's saying Rachel instigated it. I spoke an untruth last episode when I said that Sheena found out that the TRO was getting dismissed the day of reunion. It wasn't. I believe it was the day after. So we're just calling restraining orders TROs, is that right? They call it a TRO, Ah. a temporary restraining order. Oh, I thought the T might have stood for the. (laughs) Also, you can't dismiss a TRO. Once the temporary restraining order is in place, then a court case is set to hear evidence to see if it will be extended into a permanent restraining order, which lasts up to five years, I believe, in America. Mm. So you can't dismiss a TRO. You basically just, you don't show up and the judge dismisses it, basically. So Sheena was told that Rachel and her team would not be attending the hearing However, of course, Sheena and her lawyer both agreed that they can't take Rachel's word for it because what Mm. if she says that and they don't show up, then the judge will grant the permanent restraining order. So they still showed up and Rachel and her lawyer did not. Rachel said that she wanted the TRO as a cooling off period, which is completely wasting the court's time, wasting the time of those people who are there asking for a permanent restraining order who need it 
Mm-hmm. Think of all the circumstances where families would need these restraining orders, devastating, disgusting, gross, all those things, like really serious. And when Sheena was telling Lala about it, because she was obviously there waiting, because you're in a room with other people who will also have TROs, and you're seeing these families, she starts crying because she was like, it was so devastating to be sitting there knowing that I can afford great representation, knowing that this is bullshit, knowing that she's not there now and it's going to get dismissed while these people have to sit there and listen to these privileged people, i.e. her and Rachel. And she just felt so bad that she even gave a shout out to some organisations who help people who are truly in need. Yeah. So she gave a shout out to those organisations who can actually help those people in need. She was obviously humbled and felt embarrassed that she even had to be there to waste these people's and the court time. Totally. And she's like, that's what really pissed her off. She said the other thing that pissed her off that particular night in New York was Rachel's lack of remorse. Sheena said she was crying. She could hear Ariana on the phone crying, like sobbing. She's like, we're both sobbing, hardcore crying. And this bitch, basically, she called her a Bambi-eyed bitch, which is great. (laughs) And she's like, her response to me was sort of like, oops, sorry. Like she said, there was no remorse. Bambi-eyed bitch didn't cry. Apparently she didn't cry at reunion either. I'm not saying you need to cry. Yeah. But there was like a lack of true emotion. Well, are we expecting her to act like a human being? Well... I don't know. After Sheena found out, she said that some of her friends pretended to still be friends with Rachel to stay in touch with her so they could... Keep your friends close. Yeah. Hear her side of shit so that they could come back to Sheena and tell her They're better friends than enemies. Yeah. And apparently Rachel had said, no, no, I'm not upset with Sheena. I deserve her reaction. I would never do anything against Sheena. I totally understand. She flies back from New York to LA and they were already not going to be on the same plane because Sheena's like, I wanted to go home early the next morning to spend time with my baby because me, i.e. Sheena, Rachel and Ariana were going out to an event together that night. And she's like, I wanted to be home to spend some time with my kids so that I could feel okay to go out that night again. Mm. And um, can you imagine? Gross. So she's like, luckily we weren't on the same plane. She got home And then obviously all hell broke loose. She's then hired a new PR team, then went to urgent care and put out this TRO six days later. Mm -hmm. The friend who saw Rachel, who came and reported back to Sheena, said that there was no mark on her eyebrow. Then this paparazzi shot is taken out of urgent care with this dark mark on her eyebrow. So Sheena's sort of alluding to the fact that she's done something to darken this mark. (laughs) What a super villain. (laughs) And then got the paparazzi to snap her as she's coming out of urgent care. Ridiculous. And so this was all done to garner sympathy, which obviously backfired and obviously to give her the choice to avoid the reunion. And you know how she, stupid Rachel, was saying that Scandaval recorded the FaceTime without her permission? Oh, yeah. I'm an old lady and I don't know how the technology works. If we're FaceTiming and I start recording, you get a notification popping up on your phone to tell you that you're being recorded. 
Oh, even if it's just like a screen recording? Yeah. But wasn't she busy at the time? Like, wasn't she... Her hands, hands were occupied, if you know what I mean. A notification pops up on your phone to let you know that you are being recorded. So you can't be recorded without your <laughs> she permission. She Mariana. She might have missed it. I watched the podcast as a YouTube. Okay. So I, it was one, because Sheena has a YouTube channel. She does vlogs all the time. And so I watched it because I wanted to see, physically see them. And they were talking about how one of Sheena's vlogs from Labor Day apparently is going to feature on the show. And Great. the reasoning, so I went back and watched it, didn't I? <laughs> of course I did. Mm-hmm. So it's going to feature on the show. So do you know how when, I think they've spoken about it a little bit, but obviously not on the show yet. So Ariana's grandmother is elderly and, and dying. And it was this Labor Day weekend where I believe that's when Ariana's grandmother actually died. And Oof. Sheena was having a party down in San Diego. So Sheena and Brock lived in San Diego for a while during COVID before the show got picked up again because one of his gyms was down there. Do you find Brock attractive? Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. In this last episode with him in the budgie smugglers, I was like, okay, yeah, he'd get it. He loves a budgie smuggler. Yeah. It's his thing. So so they went down to San Diego for Labor Day weekend. They rented a lovely house. They threw a party, right? It was a really, really sweet location. And all of a sudden, Rachel and Scandival rock up. They weren't expected. Well, that's rude. And he gets a call from Ariana saying, my grandma's dying. And he says to her, I can't get back to LA. I can't get an Uber. As in like, it's Labor Day weekend. It's busy. It's really hard to get an Uber. Hire a car. He stays and parties. (gasps) The reason why her vlog apparently ends up on the show, I think, because when I watch the vlog, they're all catching Ubers. What a piece of shit. So he's saying, I can't leave, there's no Ubers. Meanwhile, Sheena in the vlog is catching an Uber. So he stayed to party with Rachel while his partner's grandmother, who she's very close with, is dying. Yeah. Crazy. So would you, as Schwartz suggests, like if you ran into Scandival down at down at the show, would you hug him? I would do what Lala just posted on her Insta Live where she said she was bitch was like lying down with an eye mask on. <laughs> She's hilarious. She's so extra. She said that she would punch him in the dick. So <laughs> I would probably punch him in the dick. So yeah. Another thing, just one more little tidbit, is that they mentioned uh, there was a Vegas girls trip for Britney's birthday. Rotten Hill. Rotten Hill. So yeah, Rotten Hill's birthday, I looked it up, is on January 25th. Uh-huh. Rachel was invited, said she couldn't go. Then we find out that she was in Big Bear with Scandival, Schwartz, and Schwartz's girlfriend, who they call Crazy Joe. Mm. So is that when they had the one night stand? Well, the one night stand happened, as we know from Watch What Happens Live, in August. Oh, okay. Yeah. What happened in January then? But he said he found out not that long ago. He said, I knew that there was the one night stand in August, but I found out that it was a full-blown affair not that long ago. Dude, we found out last month in March. In January, you were going on a couple's trip. So you don't tell me you just found out. You went away with her as his girlfriend. The lies. The lies. As his mistress. So, and this 
watch what happens live thing. When he says that Rachel is Scandival's heroine. Oh, gross. That is the most misogynistic statement. You're basically justifying his behaviour because you're saying he can't help himself. Do you know that there are people who are on the standing court saying, I assaulted this woman or person, I couldn't help myself? These are how these stupid statements, it's victim blaming. I took it as a Twilight quote. I've never seen the Twilight. What's the Twilight quote? Edward Cullen says to Bella, you're my own personal brand of heroin. So that's where my mind went. Uh, See, I just think, again, it's such a misogynistic statement. It's like, I couldn't help myself. Look at what she's wearing. I couldn't help myself. Look at her, like, you know, drunken behaviour. It's victim blaming. It's misogynistic. And it's a slippery slope to disgusting. Now, I know that Schwartz didn't mean it like that because he's too dumb. But this is how these slippery slope statements it's just full-blown misogyny he couldn't help himself he fell and slipped his dick in someone do you know what i mean like (laughs) i know it seems like an innocent comment but it's actually really gross and dangerous in its slippery slopeness i know my choice of vernacular is not eloquent but do you get my point how actually disgusting that comment was yeah sure yeah it just it activated me that statement Well, the thing is, word choice matters and you can't tell me that he didn't at least think before he was going on this show that he'd be asked about it. So that's something that he's thought before. It's not like it came out of his mouth just accidentally. Like, it doesn't seem like he prepared, but you go on Watch What Happens Live prepared. Or at least you're saying things that you've thought before and you've said before and you say with your friends when the cameras are off. Do you think that his quote-unquote preparation was to try to just be honest and fair because he did come across like this is all bad like with all his constant sighing that was expressing emotionality about the seriousness of the situation I think his preparation was I'm not gonna just stick up for Scandival I'm gonna try to agree with the heaviness and seriousness of the situation and yet he did come across as a Scandival sympathizer Yeah, we don't like ride or dies on Bravo. When someone commits crimes or adultery, we don't like it. Yeah, like I ride for my friends, but riding for your friend is also telling them when they're a fuck up. Exactly. Like that's being a true friend. Like it's easier on Schwartz to be on Scandival's side. I get he said that he kept feeding him platitudes like our relationship is bad, it's ending, blah, blah, blah. But you don't go on a fucking couple's vacation with someone and their mistress. You don't do yeah. that. It's not the done thing. That's no. like fucking Heather feeding alcoholics beverages. Like, what? Grow up. I know. Makes me so mad. Shall we move on? Yeah, I guess we should move on. I'm really fucking <laughs> activated. Sozzle peeps. <laughs> it's a good Friday. Sozzle. Do you want to mention anything about the Vanderpump episode? No. Nah. Not even when Scandival turned around to Brock at his bachelor party and said, I'm so optimistic about any relationship ever. Yeah, that's weird. Which relationship was he referring to? Yeah. (laughs) And the only thing that I really freaked me out was when Schwartz, after having a massive fight with his ex-wife Katie, came to her at a dinner table and requested she trim his armpit hair. That's a weird request. What the fuck? I'm not trimming my ex's armpit hair. Well, and the thing is, you can reach your armpits. Again, he's just, he tries to come across as this really lovely, sweet guy, but he really, like, he just reeks of self-importance. It just grosses me out. 
Mm-hmm. Like, how is that an olive branch? Would you like to do something gross for me? That's me trying to be nice to you. Ugh, he's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, we should really talk about Jersey, shouldn't we? Yeah, we should. <laughs> is it your turn or my turn? Yours. Oh, God help us all. But I'm happy to breeze through, honestly, the first 30 minutes of this episode because it was a bit of a flop. It was longer. Teresa got COVID and you could tell that the episode suffered. So does this mean it just gives more evidence to you saying that the demigorgas have to go and Teresa has to stay? Because without her, the episode was kind of boring. I saw somewhere that this episode had 100,000 viewers less than last week. Did they start to watch it and turn it off or did they not even come to the party? I don't know. I don't know how it works. Someone needs to tell me where I because, you know, I love like being nosy and sleuthing all this stuff. I don't know where to go to find the numbers. Someone needs to help me out. Help a sister out. Help me be a busybody. <laughs> but no, it was boring. I mean, regardless of ratings, it was it was boring until the Coffee Grounds reader, which I thought was just peak television. Exactly. Oh, and the whole face crack with Melissa and the bridesmaid thing was interesting as well. But again, before that... Oof, it was a bit of a slog. The only thing, like, for example, this is how bored I am, and you know I'm a bitch of a million notes. The first scene with Dolores and Paulie. Oh, that one went for like 25 minutes. The only note I wrote on that was in her confessional look with her newly darkened hair, Dolores looks perfection. She's hot, man. Did you notice yeah. that her hair is darker in the confessionals when she's wearing the it green is. dress? Yeah. She looks stunning. Uh, she looks so skinny on Watch What Happens Live with this Azempic, and she admitted it, which I appreciate. But, like, what do you think of this whole like, Azempic trend? Anyone that jumps on the bandwagon for something that's new doesn't know any long-term side effects, and I think it's dangerous. You're taking mm. a drug meant for diabetes patients. Yeah. So someone that's got a health issue... They're saying that a happy side effect is weight loss. But what is the drug also doing to your body? Because it wasn't made specifically for weight loss. I haven't done a deep dive as to know what side effects might be. If you're taking a drug to curb your appetite, surely when you stop taking the drug, your appetite is no longer curbed and you realise that you're starving, you're just going to put on more weight to begin with unless you're planning on taking this drug for the rest of your life. And yet again, what are the side effects? I think it's really dangerous. Yeah. I don't know if I'd do it. Anyone convincing themselves that after they take the drug they'll be really careful with what they eat is deluding themselves. That's the thing. I think even if I took a Zempic, I'd still be eating, like, a lot of crap. Well, apparently, like, you just can't eat. You feel full. That's the thing when Dolores said, she's like, I just, I'm not hungry. And I'm like, but surely you have to be eating. I'm just guessing. It's obviously blocking the receptors in your brain that tell you you're hungry. So you just, eventually you get out of the habit of reaching for food because you don't feel hungry. I do think it's unfair though, that people are calling out Andy Cohen for commenting that people look quote unquote good or whatever. It's not his fault that someone who was carrying extra weight and they're no longer carrying extra weight, that he says they look healthy. They're not being healthy, but they mistakenly are looking healthy. He's there to get the tea for us. He's doing a great job. I want to know who's on his MPEC. I'm a nosy Parker. I feel like you probably shouldn't comment on people. I try not to comment on people's looks, even if it's a compliment, because sometimes people don't like to take, people don't take it. You don't know people's stories, all that crap. But he does tend to 
like every reunion, he just says, hi, welcome. You look great. <laughs> so I understand that. But me learning to not comment on how fit people look is a new thing for an old lady like me. My whole life, it was something that everyone commented on. So yeah, it's a new thing. Andy's not fucking 15, man. Give him a break. And again, he's being nosy for us. Turning around to a guest <laughs> and saying, oh, my God, you're so skinny. Are you on his MPEC? <laughs> we wanted to hear it. It's yeah. not going to get a reaction, but going in easy saying, oh, you look great, might elicit a response from them saying how they lost their weight. You're right. I love when he asks, like, at the reunions, like, oh, who's who's had surgery since we last saw you on camera? Exactly. <laughs> so I do love that. I feel bad for Andy because he's trying to get the tea for us. That's all he's mm-hmm. doing. I don't think he really gives two shits about who's on what and what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, he probably oh, yeah. does. He's nosy like we are, but. But he also is very self-absorbed. Yeah, so? <laughs> back to the jersey of it all. Yes, please. <laughs> I was sort of surprised that they were back from the shore so soon. It feels like they just did, what, one night down there? Yeah, they probably weren't down there for that long, but I'm surprised that they're back already. They are going to Ireland, so it was a quick trip. Uh, that's true. I can't wait for that because I feel like we need these people in a room. We do. All these little individual scenes, not that interesting. Correct. And again, I know, and again, we're not supposed to comment on people's physicality, but again, when Dolores and Jen are talking, the only note I wrote is all I can look at is Jen's foundation face colour as compared to her oh neck and breastage because one's orangey brown and one's puce. Oh boy. Like, bitch. Puce. Not puce. If you're going to wear a low-cut top with your foundation, you take it to the tits because even if you're off-colour, you're one-off colour. Take off it to the tits. Hashtag take Hashtag, it to the tits. same as with your skincare and your foundation, take it to the tits, people. Oh, have I taught you nothing? Um, what did you think of the fooders? They were sitting at that kitchen table with the housekeeper just cooking around them. I was like, there's a giant couch behind you. Go sit on that. You're in the housekeeper's way. Yeah, look, I don't know. Again, I'm a poor person. I don't know how people with money, how normal it is. But it's like if my partner's working, I feel guilty just sitting around doing nothing. It just felt fucking strange. You'll park your fat ass down while someone's cooking. Surely you could be fucking cooking. I just – I'm a poor person. I'm a povo. I don't know how it happens in rich people land. I agree. It's like I don't have a cleaner, but, like, when I lived at my mum's house, she used to have a cleaner come, like, I don't know, every week or week or two. Mm. And – You'd have to clean up for the cleaner. You've got to tidy, right? Otherwise, the cleaner's spending time tidying and not cleaning. You've got to tidy. And if I was there and someone was cooking for me, I'd be acting so busy. Exactly. I'd be like, oh, my God, thank you so much because I'm run off my feet to do another shit. I wouldn't just be sitting there talking crap at the kitchen table with cameras on me. That's because we're povos, mate. Yeah, we're not housewives. We are not housewives. I would be the cleaner. Fuck, I'd be the gossipiest cleaner. You'd be a great gossipy cleaner. Okay, yeah, well, do you want to talk about the renovations? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about the renovations? <laughs> no, I want to talk about the coffee cup reading. That's all I want. Oh, oh we, we, we should, one thing. We should talk about Pizzagate, part two. We should talk about Louis sobbing after they left last week. He's a psycho. He is a psycho. He is a fucking nutter. He reminds me of Siggy Flicker. Oh boy, yeah. I think he needs to get his hormones regulated. You've said that before, I think. He's a cray-cray. <laughs> he is crazy. Nathan, are you drinking water out of a wine glass? It's a beer glass. It's a beer glass. Makes me feel chic. <laughs> so I didn't realise, so I'm constantly dropping the word bougie, but I didn't realise that bougie is only a term used for people who aren't actually wealthy. 
It's used for like new money or povos like me who have designer bags with no money in them. Right. So apparently you right now are being bougie. Yeah, well, I got this for free from Woolworths because when you spend enough, you get the glassware credits and I redeemed the credits for a free beer glass. I don't think that's very (laughs) upper class. I've got a lot of Woolies credits. I've never redeemed them because then you've got to go to like the cigarette counter and I don't want to feel like a povo asking for like my free shit. Not anymore. You just um, scan it and... I don't know. Oh, you just pick it up and scan and scan your Woolies card. You pick it up, card. you scan it. Yeah. Oh, you mean I could have had free wine glasses this whole time? Exactly. I just didn't want to go up to the counter and ask for my free shit like a povo. No, I'm trying to get a free frying pan from Coles. You can get a free frying style. pan now. What kind of fry pan? Yeah, the, I don't know. What kind of brown? It's a Master Chef branded one, so probably not that great. Oh, it's probably like a, a rebranded piece of piece of poo. Yeah, but it's better than what I've got. Do you know what glassware I loved? was these square glasses they were drinking out of at this party that they went to, this garden party. I didn't notice. Tell me all about it. It was a square tumbler. How fun. (laughs) That's it? That's all you got? It's a square tumbler? I was that bored, Mariana. I was looking at the glassware. Oh, well, it probably wasn't Baccarat, so I didn't notice because I'm a total bougie bitch. I notice all the rich people things that I don't have. We do have to talk about this Louise fucking... Kumbaya stuff bullshit as Joe. I agree with Joe and I can't believe I'm saying this. I agree with Joe. Yep. He can be right about Louis and then be wrong in other senses. And explain to me this. Like, you know that last week when they were talking about Pizzagate, I was like, there's got to be more to this. Joe's got to have done something a bit shady because it just didn't seem, it seemed off. Like, it just didn't seem like as clear cut as Joe being all in the right and Louis being all in the wrong. However... We now find out that Teresa's so-called best friend, Dina, and her mm. aren't exactly talking, even though every time they're being asked, they say there's no problem between them. Dina's now not coming to the wedding because her husband, David, tried to get into business with Louie and that turned to fucking shit. Don't do business with people you know and family and all that stuff. What is with Louie trying to get in business with everyone? Is your business... <sighs> He's dirty Johnning. He is, man. Because, like, if your business is going so well and so busy, why do you need to do business deals with Teresa's friends and family? (laughs) I know. Like, do you know what I'm saying? It just seems dodgy. I saw someone say something about Dina being like, of course she'd go to the engagement party because it wasn't filmed, but she's not going to go to the wedding because she knew that would be filmed. And that's why. And that's true. She doesn't want to go to things that are filmed. She doesn't want to do anything Bravo-y anymore. We know that. Right. That's a very good call. Whoever that person was, that that's a very good call. But why then don't they just say that? Like we need to break the fourth wall instead of pretending True. that it's about something else because then we're getting false information. And have you seen these pizza ovens that they're talking about? No, have you? I think I saw one, yeah. And like I was imagining like, excuse me, but I was imagining an actual pizza oven, like a built-in thing where you put the pizza in, but it's just like. I thought it would be like a square box that looks like one of those toaster oven grills. That's exactly what it is. And I was a bit disappointed. And would have it'd have like a whatever the hot rock that they can cook pizzas on. That's what I thought it'd have. And one it of sort those of plates. rotates underneath like a. My question is like, what's wrong with an oven? Well, obviously your home oven doesn't rotate. If you're saying it rotates, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you got me there. You can buy those pizza ceramic plates that you can put in your oven to cook your pizza on, and that way, because that's half the problem with cooking pizza in a regular oven. Sometimes the outside's burnt and the base, the middle part, it's soggy. Oh. See, for me, I was just looking at it thinking this is another piece of junk that's just going to end up in a kitchen cupboard 
taking up space and ever getting used? Well, it will because anyone knows that you with your pizza base, the best thing to do is to like put it in the oven with the grill on for a bit and then flip it, put your ingredients on and put it back in and that way the bottom bit's crispy. I don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm a wog mate. We do all those things. I spend a lot of time in the kitchen. Mm. I'm into it. I'm clearly not on the Ezempic. I eat too much. <laughs> so, yeah, red flag that he's already now fucked up another business deal. Leave Teresa's people alone. It's like it's almost like he's trying not to come across as using Teresa to make money. So he's using so everyone he's else. So he's using everyone else. And I'm sorry, these people are reality TV stars. They're not fucking entrepreneurs, mate. Calm your farm. Well, and what do you think of the skinny Italian name? Like, I thought... She already did that. Is that her legacy name? She's because, got a cookbook mm, called Skinny Italian. She did it years ago. I don't like ago. it. I, I don't like it either. I, I don't like Bethany's skinny girl, but I thought she was transitioning away from she that. She is transitioning away from that. It, it, in this, It's bad for business in this... This climate, in this day and age. She is. She's A lot of her stuff now is just branded Bethany. Right. So, yeah, I don't like, I don't like this skinny Italian business. I mean, who wants to eat... Fat? It's like having like... like have you ever tried low-fat ricotta? It's disgusting. Disgusting. Every time I'm at the fucking deli counter, I'd be like, can I have ricotta? They're like, do you want low fat, full fat? I'm like. Full fat, bitch. Low fat ricotta? Just go eat a fucking carrot. Like low fat ricotta. Disgust. It's like low fat sour cream. No one where my people come from would touch low fat sour cream. It needs to be stopped. I don't do low fat. You want the fat, but just a different fat. You want a cracker fat? Is that what you're saying? See, do you like a low fat or do you like a full fat? Uh, You know what? The branding gets me and I get the low fat. Okay, I was talking about penis, but that's fine. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get to the bridesmaid reveal. So what really tickled me was that Teresa was saying that she meditated and she had a vision of them as their bridesmaids. What, no. What gets me, Teresa's dumb. We all know that. Of course. What gets me is that we've got Dolores and Jen trying to sell it with a straight face. I know. And Dolores tried to like do a bit more of a preamble, but then Jen cuts in being like, so we're bridesmaids. And then she like looks straight at Melissa. A hundred percent. That's what she did. Can we deep dive into this camera pan to Melissa's face and that face crack? Mm. Because on the post I put up on Instagram, some people are commenting being like, what do we think Melissa's feeling? Is she upset? Did she see this coming? Is she mad? Does she not care? Like, what do you think was playing on that face in that moment? I think she was upset. I don't think so. (gasps) Oh. You think that was all for the cameras? I think as soon as it got said, something in her brain went, oh, this is another point in my favour. I've got another little pawn in my chest moves against Teresa, another thing to blame her for. Mm. And I think she got excited by it. Okay. Again, I think I'm either the most gullible person on the planet, which is highly probable, (laughs) or Melissa's a better actress than I give her credit for because – when Jen spat it out and kind of almost whiplashed to get her reaction, <laughs> I know. So see, I just, and the camera operator was like, <laughs> "She's just too good on my TV." Regardless of whether I think I would actually want to be friends with Jen in real life. Oh, she's a fake ass bitch. <laughs> I just, I'd still want to be in her orbit because wherever she goes, the fun follows. I think Melissa was. She just looked upset. She looked like that's fucked up. And Mm. maybe that's what it is. Regardless of whether she gives a shit personally, she gives a shit that it's a fucked up thing to do. And because it's obvious that Teresa did this to hurt her. I don't know if she did it to hurt her. I just don't think she gave a shit. And the byproduct of Melissa being upset is like the cherry on top. See, maybe I'm giving Teresa too much credit, but I thought it was a power move. 
Whether she meant it or not, it's a fucking power move. At the reunion last year, they were complaining and complaining about Melissa not being a bridesmaid and they were fighting about it. <laughs> Teresa was saying, you should have postponed your wedding because I was pregnant, all oh that crap. God, so I it's on the t- it. front of her mind. Yeah. So there's no way she didn't think of Melissa in that moment where she asked them to be bridesmaids. I don't think she gives a fuck. She doesn't want her to be a bridesmaid. She doesn't want her in those photos because that's the thing. It's oh, I don't yeah. even think it's about the day. It's about the fact that for however long you're married, she's going to be in your photos. Yeah, you don't want that. It's like with the Vanderpump. I don't know why James went to Sheena's wedding weekend the whole time he was paying out Brock like he can't fucking stand him. (laughs) Why are you there? Do you really love Sheena that much? It's cameras, babe. Cameras, Cameras, babe. Man, I don't get it. It's almost like once you're a reality TV personality, it's almost like you, I don't know, maybe Schwartz is right. Maybe there is such a thing about being addicted to something so bad. Really? Like, do you need to be on camera that much? Yeah, it's their own vanity. Oh, James Kennedy, I can't even. Anyway. So do you want to talk about coffee grounds? Actually, do we want to talk about the fact that Bill's name is actually Nebil? I thought his name was Bill. What an idiot. Of course his Turkish name isn't Bill. I don't know. I just, I really want to know all about the Nebil. I just, I found that fascinating. And why are they all frothing over Paulie's house so much? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if they were frothing. Didn't someone say it looked a bit like Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, I think that was um, Jen Fessler, but she was frothing. She loved it. Oh, was she? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, Dolores, moving up in the world because you're dating someone with a nice house. And it's like, Dolores can buy her own house. <laughs> like, But they're all frothing over these modern style houses and yet all their houses look like cheap stucco scarface monstrosities. Yeah. Like, if you like that, th- then get rid of the, the stucco fake marble crap you got going on in your own houses. I don't get it. And I do not like the fact, who was it that said, does anybody really like Jen? Was that Margaret? Margaret hates Jen so much because Jen gets to her. But what I don't like about Margaret is she'll go to confessional and she'll be like, it's because she's an asshole. And it's like, okay, you've said that a million times. Like, give me something new. Yeah. Have a fresh take on your hatred for this person. I mean, I thought it was a bit mean saying, does anybody really like Jen? Like, if you want to pay Jen out, like you just said, give me something funny to work with. Don't just say nobody likes her. That's Clearly me. Teresa likes her. She's a bridesmaid. I like her. Well, I mean, on my TV, yeah. Jen to me, the shit that she says is just light. It's comic relief. I don't know. I love it. I love Jen on my TV. She got to stay. Well, especially with this coffee grounds thing. Like, oh. It's so clearly a setup. It was so fake, forced, phony, and we could all see through it. And it's actually a little bit sad, but I laughed and laughed and laughed I and laughed. I laughed. laughed so hard. Something with a friend with a letter L who's going to stab you in the back. And she could see the knife in the back. <laughs> Like, how many coffee grounds were in that cup? That tiny little, like, two-centimetre-wide cup. Um, mate, they're Turkish coffee cups. You can hold them in the palm of your hand and have room to spare. <laughs> and yet she can see a friend, she can see the letter L, she can see a knife. The full word endorsement spelled out. Is this like a moving picture in the coffee grounds? <laughs> There's a lot of shit. And she can see that she loves her family, her husband loves her. Endorsement endorsement bitch can you spell endorsement and when she said like oh something significant will happen in either three months or either three years and i was like that's a very different time frame and and like did the coffee grounds move shape 
Look, <laughs> I want to know. I want a PowerPoint presentation in Coffee Grounds. That's what I want. I know. It was giving me Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. A hundred percent. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. Oh, you must be psychic too, Nathan. I am. When they're accusing Jen and the quote-unquote psychic of having conversations, when she turns around and says to Jackie, it said it in the cup, Jackie, it was spelled out in black. As I gesticulated to you before we started recording, Nathan, I laughed so hard I woke my poor boyfriend up. He was not impressed. He was having a nap on the couch. I couldn't help it. I think that's what made the scene so good. It's like... Even if I'm not enjoying Melissa, Margaret and Evan's wife at the moment, mm. their faces and their reactions were priceless. I'm sorry. It's like when you're at school and there's like, you know, I can't think, like maybe sex education and people are giggling in their hands. It's that whole laughing when you're not supposed to. Like I remember once as a kid I was at a funeral and I was laughing at the back, not because it was a funeral because I was a kid and I didn't know what was going on and I got all it's these looks. <laughs> of course it's inappropriate to laugh in church, period, oh. let alone laugh at a funeral, but I was a kid I was playing with my friends in the back we were being naughty oh boy so inappropriate and I couldn't stop laughing because I wasn't supposed to laugh oh. good times you're judging me for being a child I was a kid <laughs> you're you're judging me because you know that that's probably something I could do now isn't it it's just quite it's just quite funny you know when you get the giggles I'm just thinking of the poor grieving people in the front row oh there were so many people don't worry they didn't know in the front row I was okay. like six or seven give a girl a break okay. I know it was wrong what can I say I think of myself laughing and how you know when you're laughing and it feels good that's my memory oh wait I'm a hypocrite I laughed at a funeral just a few weeks ago <gasps> because a bird flew into the window and I didn't <laughs> It was just like, that's not normally a funny thing, but it shocked me into like the inappropriateness and I went. So I laughed at a funeral as a child and you did it a few weeks ago. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we're just, we're just going to pause for that one, Shit Jen. Shit happens. Mm. Their laughing was spot on. I'm so glad that they didn't hold it in. I would have cacked myself. Just that it was in the coffee, it was in the cup. I mean, you couldn't ask for more. When Jen doesn't mean to be funny, it's when she's the funniest. It was so funny. It was priceless. And then the rest of the episode is Danielle telling Rachel off. Oh, and the brother again. For not giving her an apology because she told someone that, that she bitched about them. Why is the focus off Danielle bitching and mm. on Rachel telling someone that she was bitching? I don't get this. It, it's pointless. And then next really. time Danielle calls Rachel a rat behind her back. Which is great. <laughs> That's what I want from Jersey. I know. And apparently in their world it's bad, which we all know that. Oh, yeah. Are we going to get a confessional of Dolores being like, in Jersey... You don't call people rats unless you mean it. <laughs> Probably. I love when Dolores breaks it down for us. And then the ladies will be in Ireland, which I'm into, but what I'm not into is that we have to put up with a fucking bachelorette. I can't do wedding shit. I'm done. Mm, so you're going to have to take over, even if it's my turn, because I'm just going to be rolling my eyes too hard and the peeps are going to get annoyed at me. Sure. Jen tries to be the Teresa whisperer and says that Teresa only ever spoke to Melissa out of obligation. <laughs> I love this woman. Jen's so wrong. She's so right. Yeah. And then Jen tells Danielle what Marge's bestie said that Marge said, which was really bad, and we can all add two and two together and know that 
it's this rumour that Melissa made out with another guy. Oh, yeah, that again. So Jen's going to try to say it's Margaret that started it. I mean, who are you going to believe? If you were Melissa, would you believe Margaret or would you believe her ex-best friend? It's obvious, right? It's just going to backfire mm, on Jen. Yeah, totally. Shall we talk about Ultimate Thailand? Ghost Trip? Yeah, let's talk about Thailand. Yeah. Episode 4, Dangerous Games. What did you think of this episode? I didn't think it was as good as the other three, but I still enjoyed it. Like, I don't know if we should have high expectations for Thailand as opposed to the Berkshires. You know what I mean? I agree. The best part of this was when Candace was saying in her confessional that she wanted an Emmy. And they, they do deserve Emmys. I concur. And then we get the Days of Our Wives super, all Days That's of Our great. Lives, the obvious, and then they're posing. Portia was giving such extraness. I was so happy to see it. And I just loved it. And Giselle, she can't even act even when you're supposed to be a ham. It's just so good. Oh, so good. That Days of Our Lives intro, Marisol and and her cocktail, I just, that gave me such life. I was so happy to see it. I did see one tweet of someone saying, like, don't send pairs of, like, current housewives. Do ex-housewives because you get new dramas instead of just the regurgitation of dramas because we're still talking about the black eye a lot. We're not only talking about the black eye a lot, we're talking about the Mormon of it all. And Candace and Monique for some reason. Oh, why am I getting a Candace and Monique flashback? Bitch, that was so 2020. I know. And why is Candace acting like she's the one that got fired from the show and Monique still got the platform? It's like, she hasn't been on TV in two years. You won. It was three years ago. I don't want to hear it no more. I know. I don't want to hear about three years ago. I don't want to hear with see FaceTimes with kids, which we haven't, but I'm just letting them know. FaceTimes with Lisa Barlow, though, I oh, will take it. I'll day. take that every fucking day. And I don't want to talk about religion. This is Housewives. I'm sorry, there are rules, people. What in the Elmer Fudd is going on? <laughs> At least Portia's there to sort of Thank God. break the tension. And like when she said, Heather, you're not a bad Mormon, you're a bad liar. I was like, oh, my God, she nailed it. She nailed it. I'm even enjoying her and her KFC moments. Oh, she's leaning into the KFC a lot. I know. it was just It's just funny because I just keep thinking back to that one season when she was a vegan. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I just think it's sad when someone goes overseas for a week and they have to get KFC each day. It's like you're in a nice villa, you've got nice food, relax. I almost think it's racist adjacent to ask someone in Thailand to bring you KFC. However, (laughs) however, it's at least entertaining me. That's true. When she walks into the breakfast and she's all, what's that smell? It smells like bologna in here. I'm like, I love you for this. Oh, and when she was reenacting like Candace's napkin tears. Oh, with a piece of paper. That was so funny. Loved it. I just, I love her. What did you think of this scorpion game? Because as much as I don't want to talk about the black eye, I thought it was very telling that Heather ate the scorpion instead of just saying why she got the black eye. You know what? If I wanted to watch it's I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, which I never have, I would. I don't <laughs> want to eat scorpions. I want to see rich people doing rich people things. But does she not – she's such a fucking idiot. So she's trying to go with the theory that no one gave her the black eye, she fell into a cabinet or she doesn't know, and yet she could ask who gave you the black eye and she eats it. Do you not see how that's fueling the conspiracy that you know that someone gave you a black eye? Just say no one then, you stupid, stupid, bad Mormon. She does. She's doing it on purpose. And yet all the while, all she wants to talk about regarding Whitney is how she's fame hungry. It's like, who's fame hungry for the camera time? 
No one cares. No one cares, Black Eye. No one cares. You're dead and to I'm me. And I'm sick of them calling each other cousins. It's like your great-great-grandparents were like incestuous siblings. Like, get over and it. And they didn't grow up together as cousins. They found out. Through the show, I think. Before the show, they were like, oh, we're like 26 cousins. What's this whole Heather got Whitney on the show? I thought they uh, they met on the show. I'm Trey confused and... To be honest, as confused as I am, I don't care. They're both boring me. Whitney wants to talk about her healing journey. She wants to talk about the fact that Heather is still a Mormon, so she's not on a healing journey. I don't care. I don't care, people. I know, and it's so fun watching how bored the rest of them are about the Mormon talk. Like, Candace getting slumped in that chair, just being, like, drained. I was like, that's me. I'm desperate for one of them to give a blowjob for jazz tickets, quite frankly. (sighs) Quite frankly. And Leah too needs to perk up. She was like in confessional. She was like, oh, it's day 1000. And I'm like, bitch, it's day four. And you're not in the Berkshires. If you want to talk about a Groundhog Day situation, go do the ex-wives trip. Count your lucky stars you're in another country, bitch. I can't with her. She's such a Debbie Downer. Um, Did you see? Watch what happens live with Alexia just like, just saying like, oh, I didn't like Leah. <laughs> Who do you not want to hang out with ever again? Leah. Leah. Who was the most annoying? Leah. <laughs> It was boring, Leah. Leah. <laughs> Leah was boring. We all heard me being activated last week when I was premenstrual. So I can sympathise. But if I was on a trip in the Thailand, best believe I wouldn't be a Suki Lala. Yeah. It's like you could be in a room of people you hate in Dorinda's house. Like you're lucky. I'd love the Berkshires. But I'm just like on Vacanza, like I don't get these bitches. I do think there's too many fucking activities. If someone... After I sweated in an elephant suit and then had to sit and sweat and eat scorpions, if someone then said I only had 45 minutes to get doled up for a Mardi Gras-themed fancy dressed-up dinner, 45 minutes? I need two hours, people. I need to wash my hair. I need to reapply the makeup, maybe get a little nana nap. Marisol couldn't even wash her hair. 45 minutes and you you sweated in a plastic suit playing volleyball. No, I need a shit and a shave, people. I think Giselle, I like, I enjoy the reasonable or shady game, like play that every week, but she could have paid more attention to the cake. She kept saying like, oh, we put a baby in the cake. We put a baby in the cake. There was no baby in the cake. There was no baby in the cake. Could you not have just smuggled a, just smushed a baby in that cake, please, Giselle? What about, I love Portia. You know, she's my girl. But her activities were bullshit. That whole eating challenge, that's disgusting. Uh, I wanted to vomit when I was watching them have to shovel. F- oh, I'm going to gag oh, yeah. just thinking about it. Oh, <laughs> yuck, 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 yuck. But, and with the scorpion, mm. did you think it was interesting that Leah chose to eat the scorpion instead of just saying that Ramona shouldn't be on Legacy? Like, yeah. is she that afraid of Ramona? Because Leah acts so tough. Well, she acted so tough on New York, but yeah. now she's too afraid to say shit in case she won't get cast in something in the future. Maybe before she acted so tough, it was like the alcohol talking. Because, you know, you get oh, brazen boy. and you think you're hilarious when you're drinking and then when you're sober. Maybe that's what it is. She's boring. They're never going to ask her back. She has failed. Yeah, she failed this. I keep saying it. These shows are an audition, people. And Giselle's passing. Candace is passing. Porsche's passing. Yep. I think my Miami girls are doing a good job considering. Yep. I mean, Marisol's not even a full-time cast member. Girl has a tummy <laughs> bug and still I'm enjoying her on <laughs> Ultimate Girls Trip. The only other thing I want to talk about is mm. with Giselle getting Heather to call Jen because she wants to ask her the questions. Love. Was there a rumour that... Jen had multiple phones and Heather called the burner number? Yes. Did you hear something about this? Do we think this was a burner and Heather intentionally called the wrong number? Yes. 
What a fucking A hundred percent. She said, I haven't spoken to her since before the court case. We've texted. That's it. Right. This is, again, what I'm saying about Heather saying that Whitney's all about the alphas and the fame. It's Heather. It is Heather. I'm not saying it's not Whitney. I don't know. I haven't invested in that idea enough to really notice as much. But Heather's all about it. Like, you're sitting there. Instead of saying, "Uh, love, I'm not calling her on camera just for you. Sozzle, she's my mate. Mm -hmm. So instead, she wants to appease Giselle. So she calls a burner number. Like, that's not playing the game. It's kind of lame. Do you remember how all about Heather I was in season one? Oh, we all were. And how I was like, I'm never not going to love this woman. Even at the breakfast at the start of this episode and she was eating with that mouthful of food and I could hear her chomping with the little chompers, I was like, you're disgusting to me. Disgusting. Oh, (laughs) speaking of mouth noises, did you agree with the Miami ladies that it was gross that Candace burped? Yeah, it was at the dinner table, right? Yeah, I didn't think it was that big a deal. Yeah, when I'm at home, like, I can I can burp to the cows come home, but I'm on TV at a dinner table with people I don't know. Yeah, no, don't burp. So, yeah, I don't know. I just don't think burping is, like, gross. Like, if someone no. burps, I don't get grossed out by it. And it's funny because I get grossed out by it a lot. I mean, I just don't get grossed out by burping. They were really offended. But would you would you do it? Out in public, yes. Because I have. If I need to burp, I burp. Would you do it at a funeral? Yes, I would. Would and have. Yeah, I wouldn't have. You know, because you get the little little food things later. If I get a burp, I'll burp. I mean, I I can't say I'd let one a burp rip loudly, but, you know. On TV? On Peacock? Yeah, I'd burp on Peacock. Uh, For sure. These women scream at each other. They have nip slips. You're telling me a burp's gross? They've pooped on the TV, but a burp's apparently an issue. I feel like in society, like it's etiquette. Like you, she just met these Miami girls and now she's burping in front of them. I love a good burp, but the eating with the tiny hands thing, that that literally <laughs> bile was rising in my throat. Honestly, I'm a hypocrite and a half. I also can't look away from Portia's breastage. What? The hell was going on with that swimmer the whole time, copping that side boob? I didn't notice. You didn't notice her bountiful breastage? You know how some people have face blindness? I have, like, boob blindness. I don't see them. You're so gay. <laughs> I don't see it. I just All these ladies, I just see them from the neck up. Wow. So they're all Barbie dolls to you. They're no- all Barbie dolls. Nothing's real. Nothing's going on. <laughs> it was a very prominent breastage. She basically I I had, like, black swimmers and then it had, like, cut out and the, the middle bit was, like, see-through mesh. But it was, like stopped there and she has a decent breastage so the side was like the size of my head i couldn't look away it was great okay do you want to talk about the fact that the miami room did not receive five star service with all the food and junk left in their room no one came to clean their room they also could be less messy i know leaving full plates of food yeah like i get that marisol's annoyed but is she paying for this hotel like no Yeah, but if you left your breakfast plate in your room and came back four hours later and it was still there, you'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I would. I'm like that in a hotel. If I leave my plate at the, like my breakfast tray at the door and then I go out for a few hours and come back and it's still there, I'm like, oh. Or your bed's not made up. It's unusual. Yeah, true. Like, yeah, I don't think it's a big deal, but they made it a big deal. It was a little boring this this episode. Yeah. I don't understand Whitney coming back at the end 
and going into the confessional room and saying, these are the three things that Heather lied about on camera. She knows how she got the black eye. Sure, that's fine. She was never friends with Lisa Barlow. She needs to let it go. What is that? Like, how is that a thing? Do we care? No, we don't care. And she hasn't left the Mormon church. Yes, she has. Leave her alone. She's getting blackout drunk and talking about being promiscuous on television. I'm pretty sure she's left the Mormon church. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not judging her for those things, but we all know those things don't align with the Mormon church. And guess what, people? She doesn't go to Sunday service. So she's left the Mormon church. Like, who cares? I know. It's an element of mind your own fucking business. You know, like if someone says I'm a vegetarian for 10 years and someone sees you have a chicken nugget when you're drunk at at New Year's Eve, like, let it go. You don't need to be like, you're not a vegetarian because you had a chicken nugget. It's like, you know what? That's not your job to police it. No, exactly. She's been a Karen. She's been a Karen. She just needs to let it go. Like, we'll we'll fight the battle for you when it comes to the black eye, Whitney. You don't need to do it. Exactly. I get that you're not happy, Judy, but no one cares. Mm. Do you want to talk about the Candace and the tissue and the the fact that she was pissed off about Giselle sticking up for her on the Bravo chat room? I thought it was more she was pissed off at Portia for bringing it up and she wasn't acknowledging that Giselle stood up for her. I think she was actually pissed off about the fact that she wasn't asked to be on Bravo chat room. You can't please this, Candace. She was going on about her five degrees. Did you notice Candace that? Candace has five degrees? Well, the way that she was explaining it, she was. Maybe five degrees of separation with Kevin Bacon. I don't know if she's got five degrees. Journalism degree from Howard University. I'm like, here we go with your five fucking degrees. I think she was pissed off that Giselle was on the show because she kept saying I wasn't given a platform to defend myself. And as you so you, right. You're like, on the show. Thank you. I, I think it's that Giselle was on the Bravo chat room talking about Candace's thing instead of Candace being on the Bravo chat room talking about her thing. I mean, Giselle was defending us. I wouldn't have been mad at Giselle at that moment. That's why I'm trying to figure out why she was mad. She was mad because she wasn't on the Bravo chat room with her five fucking degrees. I don't know why we're still talking about fucking Monique Samuels. Bring her yeah. on the show. Bring Monique Samuels back. There, I Bring said T'Challa it. Bring back. Watch well, T'Challa died. <laughs> yeah, he died, girl. I thought he came back. Yeah, he did come back, but then he died. <laughs> to Charlotte. Why am I laughing? That's disgusting. That's a lot of news for me to process. <laughs> Maybe that's the bird that flew into the window at the funeral I laughed at. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. We're terrible. Are there any other sizzles you want to mention or anything? I'm literally refreshing the page six. Oh, we didn't talk about Ariana Maddox's revenge dress. Oh, I love that. She looks great. Apparently, it's a jacket and a skirt. I'm like, either way, there's fuck all material. So Mm -hmm. she looks amazing. And I reckon, I'm sorry, people, she does look amazing. Girl's probably been too depressed to eat. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to avoid talking about it when someone's there with, like, a strip across their tartars? We have to talk about it. She looks amazing. I know. It's funny that we just started this episode being like, you shouldn't talk about how people look, but here we are. Can't help it. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry I'm talking about it. She looks amazing. She's hot as fuck. And I love that she wore the dress and owned the fact that it's a revenge dress. But then part of me is like, I wish we didn't see it till reunion for more of an impact. Sometimes I get kind of upset. Oh, yeah. I give myself the spoilers. Well, other times you need to prepare. Like, remember Feather Geddon? With Meredith Mark's feathers, I needed weeks to prepare for that. Exactly. Oh, I can't. I can't even think about it. It hurts my heart. So you know how on the summer house, how Corey's just come back and Sam was hitting on him? Oh, yeah. Well, apparently they're, they're officially dating in real life. 
Oh, lovely. The hookup on the show's lasted. There you go. Just a, just quickly on Summer House. Yes. That scene with Danielle and her chef boyfriend mm. in their kitchen. Yes. Wasn't that dark? It was sort of he couldn't stand her. They've broken up now, right? Exactly. And we're watching. The writing was on the wall, and I was surprised that neither of them could see it. He tapped out. I'm sorry, people. PSA: If you have tapped out emotionally in your relationship. Remind yourself that that person was once your very good friend. Be a very good friend and break up with them. And if that makes you the bad guy, then so be it. Because nobody deserves to be treated like the way that he's treating Danielle on the TV. He has tapped out and yet he is letting her try to pour love into him. That's horrible. It's so hard to watch. And also, like, it's not that thrilling to watch someone clean out a fridge on TV. You know what I mean? No, it's really not. (laughs) Anyway, so what were you saying about Margaret Josephs? Oh, so Margaret's saying that she's on a 22-pound weight loss journey. She's lost 22 Uh, pounds, but she's trying to say that she's doing it healthy. Yeah, sure, sure. Pull the other one, Margaret. She says that she's on a regimen of peptides and hormone replacement therapy, which is apt for her age. The only issue is... Because she says it's not about being fat or skinny, it's about wellness. The only issue is one of these so-called peptides is Ozempic. Yeah, there it is. Like, just say I'm on Ozempic. You've lost 22 pounds. But she's all the whole, I'm working out, I'm eating healthy, I'm running around all the time, and, you know, I don't drink anyway. Love, one of the peptides is Ozempic. There's, you don't need to take that drug in your wellness journey. Just admit it. I'm disappointed, Margaret Josephs. Just be like Dolores and admit it. Yeah. Oh, have you had um have you had lots of Easter eggs? Have you been eating lots of chocolate delicious chocolates? Sure have. I I've done that thing where I'm like, oh, I'll buy people eggs and then I eat them before I get a chance to give them to them. My friend did that too. One of my other oh, friends says happens. she does that too. I've bought no chocolate eggs for anyone. So that means you, I haven't eaten any. Are you gonna go to the shops? The day after and just, like, snap them all up? No, I made myself some chocolate cookies this week and I ate them all, so now I'm going to make myself donut-esque cupcakes with, like, jam in the middle. Oh, nice. I'm a terrible baker, but I'll eat everything I bake, so it doesn't matter. Well, that's worthy of a five-star review, everybody. And it's gluten-free, so no one expects it to taste amazing, right? (laughs) (laughs) On that note. On that note, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye.